Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast once again. My name is Nick. I'm Jake. And I'm Sandy. A podcast about literally anything. But most of the time sports. And if you know the bros, the nonsense never stops. That's right. Hello guys and welcome in one more time. It's been a while. Been over a week since I think we've seen you guys. Mm. It's been awesome though. We've had some great times. And been awesome. I'm just kidding. We've missed everyone. Away. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> it hasn't been awesome. Yeah, yeah this has been heart wrenching. We want to be coming out two or three times a week, but we're going through some technic technical difficulties. Yeah, a little yeah. extended. We we went through some early on. Now we're getting back on track, but the problem is we're still figuring things out. So we're trying to pump out what we can. Yeah, what did Kevin Hart say that one time? I got the checkings and the savings. Got the savings and the checkings, and you know I'm kind of stuck in the middle. <laughs> you know that's where we're all at here at this point. When it comes to making a podcast, the beautiful thing about it and beautiful thing about the episode we're going to do today is you can do whatever you want. Yeah, we don't want to lose anyone either. You know, I know oh, yeah. you, those who listen to us. You know, you probably think we're the greatest podcast out there. You know, that's right. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> fingers I, crossed. I mean, that's absolutely what they think. We're a minute in, so I mean, if this yeah. is as far as people listen, then they. <laughs> This they other people think that they love us. I don't know the best way to say. Let's well, just leave it at that. You know, we're we're having fun, and I hope everybody has fun with us because we're going to definitely talk about some nonsense. That's right. Today's going to be a little bit different. And Jake mentioned it earlier, and the thing that I'm most fascinated in, I'm about one day away from buying that fucking Hogwarts game, mm-hmm. and yeah. I need someone to talk me into it because I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. You don't yeah. have to be though. Yeah, from what I like. I've played probably, I think I'm up to like seven or eight hours, um, got the early access. So I, yeah, I've been playing it pretty much every downtime I've got. Nerd. I've been playing it during Nerd. work and everything. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, I what would say you? you don't, I got Slytherin. I got That's sorted into it and I, yeah. went, I chose it. To be hey, fair. I've always been fitting. kind of a Slytherin. It is fit. I, I hope, I, I hope I'm a like, damn Ravenclaw or something, dude. <sighs> I don't know. You're a Ravenclaw? Hufflepuff, Sandy. I'll oh. be fine. I am one. Oh, that's, I accept definitely it. a Hufflepuff. No, you. There's <laughs> literally only two houses. You're either you have to be either Gryffindor or Slytherin. Those oh. other two are just so like nerdy and off the wall. I've gotten Slytherin before when I took the online test. Yeah. So that's a that's well, a red flag. It asks you it? some questions. Mm. It is a red flag. Uh, but you get to yeah. make you get to decide who you are in the game. So okay. if you want to go pure evil and just like slaughter people, you can do that. Mm. Um, it's if single you player, right? No multiplayer. It is single stuff. player. Hopefully, now, they get multiplayer. You can't play Quidditch as of right now, so I think they said that will probably come in a DLC pack. So, mm. yeah, you know okay. how they are. It's like right. this reminds me of GTA Five all over again. They're going to release the game very hard shell, very much so. That's just going to have a lot of campaign, probably a lot of stuff to do. But that's only scratching the surface. They're going to over time. They're probably going to introduce more multiplayer based stuff you know like you said right now there's no multiplayer but you got other games like the spider-man games that right. just stayed single player yeah i mean it could because here's the thing like i said i'm like eight hours in the castle is it's huge yeah like a lot you could explore. probably spend 15 20 hours just in the castle and it's the game is a lot more exploration based and like puzzle based than it mm. is combat based so far yeah, I, we were watching a little bit of gameplay last night, and it looks like some of the like actual wand motions, you really have to do it with yeah, the toggles. Yeah, you have to do it. Mm. The The combat is really fun. It's it's kind of like um, a Spider-Man where you have like the tingle that comes, and you have to like mm-hmm. block or dodge. So it okay, has that, really? okay. and then you have to do different um, spells for different like foes How and stuff like that. How do the spells actually work in the fight? Because that's that's got to be the biggest thing the game has to get right. Yeah, right. it's it's honestly the combat has been really smooth and amazing. So like if um, an enemy has up a certain type of shield, it'll be like color based. 
And then hmm. you have to do whatever spell that Breaks color that. is to break the shield. And then okay. you start Makes attacking sense. them and stuff like that. But it's really fast. So it's like you always are getting like attacked and yeah. having oh, yeah. to Can't dodge. But Weird. the game is, it's it's absolutely massive. So I thought it was just kind of going to be Hogwarts and Hogsmeade, which is the town outside of it. But the map expands way farther than that. So it is open world. And yeah. there is no like loading screens or anything if you have next gen. Very, very oh, much. Wow. Op- I mean, that's, I love those type it's of open huge. world. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Those are the best kind of open world games. And that's why they take a lot of time to develop because right. there's so much that goes into them. You know, older games that were open world, you know, when you had to load screens between going in and out of buildings, yeah. it wasn't like a true open world versus this being that you can walk into a room, it's right then and yeah. there loaded. And yeah. it has well, it has fast traveling for most places, you know, anywhere on the map. Um, it's, you know, there's the main story, but right now, like, I've done a little bit of the main story, but I've just been doing side quests because it's so fun to explore. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is what are you spending the most time doing on there so far? Yeah, 100% side quest. Um, trying to like learn new spells. The thing is, it's also interconnectivity, um, just like a Dark Souls game or whatever. So the more you progress in the game, the more you will go back into the castle and be able to do stuff that you couldn't do at the beginning. So you'll learn a spell that will unlock doors that that you couldn't do at the beginning. That is really nice. So it makes it replayability. The thing is, they do leave the door open for a lot of multiplayer opportunity. You know, you have four different houses. I hope there's definitely going to be competitions. I feel, and like I said, it's so early. They want to do this on purpose. They want to get you in to actually experience the story because the issue is when you do make a big time online multiplayer type of game, nobody plays campaign. Yeah, it takes away from it. After GTA Five launched their online mode, no one ever played it. Yeah, well, I we don't. I don't think most people even want. I don't want an MMORPG. I want to be able to join one other friend's game and play with them alongside them. I don't want everybody running around that's playing the game. I just want to be able to join I wish they would introduce like a server where you can be on with the people you choose. Maybe like at max max 20 20 person limit. I would say even at max like four. Just have a party. 20 would still be crazy. Even though that would be really fun for Quidditch, right? It would, be 20 people, that'd be so fun. Could you imagine the Quidditch lobbies like the 2K lobbies? It would take forever to load probably, but at the same time, when it comes to the game, Games like this, man. I mean, coming coming from an outside point of view, not being a Harry Potter guy, mm-hmm. what is the main thing that you think would get me interested in it? I mean, it, it's tough if you aren't a Harry Potter fan because the castle, like alone, is just so amazing. But if if you liked Spider Man, I think you would like it because the combat is mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. If you don't like puzzle games or exploration based games, then you know maybe hold off on it for a little bit. But you saw IGN like it. Ga- it already has really like a nine point five and yeah, game really. game rankers. I mean, I like would hope almost all ten. This so. game, are you playing it on right now? Uh, PS five. Nice. This game did take like ten plus years. Of yeah, that's what I'm so saying. Like it should be a good game. I haven't run into any bugs yet, which is really good because normally that's these, rare. Yeah, normally open world games you're going to get some bugs. So a lot of bugs normally. Yeah, so and it runs smooth on the PS five. So you know, it would do the same on Xbox or PC. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you like puzzle-based, um, explorative games that has really good combat, you'll like it. If you yeah. like Harry Potter and don't even care about those other things, you're gonna like it regardless. So yeah, That's I'm awesome. definitely gonna buy it. But yeah, like I I look forward to the future of it because, like I said, it just got dropped. There's probably so much DLC, so many additions they're gonna make, which is great because you do want that. Mm. If you want a game like this that seems like one that you're not just gonna play, you know, how many hours it might take to beat it and then be done with it. Mm-hmm. If you want the replayability, you got to keep introducing stuff like that for you a game do. like this. It's it's the possibilities are endless. It's well, the Wizarding World. Do you world. all remember um, Shadows of Mordor? 
I remember it, but I didn't really play it. For the Lord know. of the Rings one, it it was really good too. But it was if they did like a modern day want take on what they did with with Hogwarts Legacy for a Lord of the Rings game, like it could be insane. But Shadows of Mordor was pretty much the same. It was an open world Lord of the Rings game. The only downside was amazing. That was like what 2012, 2013? Yeah, it, it was a while ago. Super buggy. Oh yeah, that's the difference. That's the big key, though. That's Those the games problem. when they Way made ahead of its time, though. Yeah, but when they, well, that's to be expected. It's just the hardware at that point. It had that. It had like a that game had like a full orc system where they were like randomly generated like orcs, and they would be like you know like have generals and like admirals and stuff like that. That's okay. cool. It was insane. So it was ahead of its time. Um, it just for that time it was running on the PS3 and like maybe it the said, PS4 it would crash so, all the time. Yeah. If they like I said if the they issue. made an updated one like a brand new game I think it would be just as good as this one. Right. Now another game that's really good they made a TV show about I want to ask you about the mm. game first cuz we haven't mm. actually talked about it yet. Have you played The Last of Us? Oh yeah, of course. Cuz I'm I've all, I've always been a PlayStation guy so that was one of that's the must play game regardless of what system you have. It's it was game of the decade. Yeah. For the 2000s so from what little I've been able to play of it so far and from what I've seen in the show and then watching people talk about it online, comparing the two and all that, I mean, it seems like they're doing a pretty good job following it. How do you think? It's do you think been, it's been the first, you know, couple episodes were, were pretty accurate. Um, and then that, that third episode, which was amazing, I think, with yeah, Nick Offerman awesome. and everything, that doesn't really happen in the game at all, but, but that's they didn't, okay. They didn't close the door on it, though. That's just yeah. the, the big difference was in the game, they didn't really touch on it. In the yeah. actual show, they gave him his story. Yeah, right? and it was a really beautifully done. That, more than anything else I've seen in the show, made me want to play the game, and mm. none of that was in the game, Yeah, which is fascinating. Yeah, it just Frank is show. in the game, but it, yeah, it's yeah. not like that story. Yeah. When you get to show, because this is just a completely different medium that this is coming out in now in a video game, you, the narrative has to play out differently. In a show, you can choose to show more or less of whatever yep. you want. Your story because building. Because the game, the gameplay is what the video game is about more than anything. You can't make it all cutscenes, and people wouldn't play it. And then right. it wouldn't be game of the decade, especially when right. at the time, you know, that character wasn't really he was a he was a character. He yeah, wasn't he was a, a character. main guy that you were playing, and that's kind of the same deal with this. It's like he's not yep. really a main guy, but you got to give him the story. You got to give him the background because why the hell did they show up? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be iconic. Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett. Both mm. of those guys, what a performance. Mm. I mean, yeah. it made me watch The White Lotus after that. Yeah. That's mm. where Frank is from. He uh, was so good in I season one. I couldn't get into White, White Lotus. Lotus. I loved it. White Lotus season one. I haven't one. seen it. Oh, I, we can talk about it later. We'll talk about that one later. Caitlin watches it so she could tell you about it, but oh, yeah? I couldn't get into it. Dude, I was a big fan, big fan. But really? speaking into The Last of Us, though, we got an episode coming up tonight. We're going to watch that right after we get done Shoot. recording this. I it mean, just came excited. out minutes it's ago. Been, it's been amazing so far. It, it has some of the highest scores of all time. You know... Especially in terms of viewership. Yeah, viewership is insane. HBO is already probably, you know, the best platform for releasing new, fresh content that is already yep. normally written on a book or a, or video a, sh- game. a video game. I is love that. Chern- I wish- is Chernobyl on HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Look at Chernobyl that. was amazing. Oh, Chernobyl. Game of I've heard of that. Yeah, it's game the of same, same writers of Last yeah. of Us. The show writers that are changing it up a little bit from right. Chernobyl. Yeah, and like so going back to the similarities with the video game, 
when you have a game like that that is so narrative based, it obviously, like you said, it does have like really fun gameplay. It's mostly about sneaking around. Um, mm-hmm. It does have combat with like guns and stuff, but it's not like Left for Dead or like those other zombie games where it's Can't nonstop just slaughtering mm-hmm. zombies or even zombies on Call of Duty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely non-stop. opposite. This is very methodical, very strategic. You either like we were talking about last night fact that you know there's people that play it you can go technically most of the game without even yeah. shooting your gun yeah it's not even like resident evil like where it's a lot of story based too but when you have a game like that that was consensus unanimous game of the decade yeah. like on on everything it won every award possible you already have the script i mean it's right there yeah. because most of yeah, it exactly. is narrative based so it's like they wrote the script it was such an obvious thing for hbo to take on as a show and what then did, you factor yeah. in you got you, you know, got two seasons too. The actor of the year at this point, yeah, Mr. I Pascal mean, Pedro. Yep. He does. He hasn't missed the fact that he's been in now Game of Thrones, Last of Us, Mandalorian, like three of the best shows of the last you know like ten, fifteen years. He hasn't missed yet. Yeah, so I mean, he's a perfect role, and I love it. I really do love him in The Last of Us. Now, I've seen some people compare him to Joel in the video game, but it's. Again, a whole different thing. And when it comes to actually putting it in a different medium, man, when you add stuff, the only two things that they've added were episode three, right? All that Mm. extra stuff. And then they added quite a bit more to the beginning of episode one to like the flashbacks, stuff like that. I mean, everything that they've decided to add while already having a perfect script to go on is really bold. It's a very like almost... It's a bizarre choice to make, and it's working out in their favor so far. Yeah, because they're not doing too much. I think that's the big thing. They're yeah, not they trying have, to overdo it and take done, away. They spent forty-five minutes on a love story that had nothing, nothing in the video game. But they it's executed crazy. it so yeah. well. And the thing is, you know what? Yeah. I'm trying not to spoil too much here for those that maybe haven't seen it. But that episode, what was so great about it is it really painted the picture. Like you could imagine in that sort of situation, my brother being one of these people would thrive. They would love it if everyone just left. And yeah. they got their own town. Yeah. They could It'd do whatever they want. Everybody collect all the guns they want. Live off the land. You know, do that and just be pr- and just defend. And that's the thing. It's like it kind of painted that picture of like what the world was like after it. And what that would look like for you know somebody in that state. You know, he spent what three years. It was the first three or four years yeah, with alone. nobody there. Yeah. yeah, man, such a such a beautiful story, and it just goes to show like the potential that the show has. I, yeah. You know, knowing what happens in The Last of Us 2 makes me really nervous about how it's yeah. going to go. Because I don't like The Last of Us 2. It's like the first 30 minutes of it are going to be a mess. Yeah. from And from what I've heard is like they are trying their best to do season one as The Last of Us 1. Mm. Like all encompassing from start yeah. to finish. And then season two will be part two last of us two part two so so you know i don't know it's going to take a different route than the video game as we've already seen but a lot of it will still be structurally the same he still has the same end goal to go find his brother um so all that will be the same the biggest thing that people have complained about with it is that um you know ellie doesn't really look anything like her in the video game but i don't have a huge problem with it she acts well yeah, people, um, she was in Game of Thrones too. People a lot of people hype yeah. up Bella Ramsey, but I I kind of agree in terms of I don't think she's acting out of you know I mean nothing in her performance is speaking to me. I I, I do agree with that. Yeah. It's not like Pedro. Well, even Pedro is like I think he does good, but he's not. He doesn't really do the voice that Joel does. Joel's way more kind of a 
I'm Excellent. a country guy, and like yeah. you can tell that Pedro's trying to kind of be country, but he's more just like a hardened like Midwestern. He's dude a little bit yeah, than well, a Texan. Midwestern's purple. I would not describe him as a Texan. A lot of but it, Midwestern. A lot of it as well. Whenever you're watching a show or a movie, and the protagonist feels like they're not in control of the plot, mm-hmm. like things are just happening to them, it makes the audience kind of take a back seat and be a little bit less interested. Like we're just watching stuff happen, we're not experiencing stuff happening. So Joel in the last episode, in episode four, kind of taking that role a little bit more, I think was good. But in the first three episodes, he very much was just, oh, what are we doing? Okay. Hey, let's go do this. No, we're not going to do it. All right. Very reserved. I think, like you said, this last episode, we saw him finally open up a little bit with her. And like, you know, even the, I thought it was nice to like him, like teaching her how to hold the gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without getting his spoilers or anything. That was a nice, like endearing moment. I think they're finally bonding. Like in the show, which is just going to be better for their chemistry and everything anyway. So I think it'll only get better and it's already been really good. So I thought all Mm -hmm. the stuff in the last really in the last two episodes of Joel and Ellie have been really good. It's just episode three. It's almost like you forget they're even there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like. It was weird because it was such a great episode, but that could have been like a whole standalone spinoff if they wanted to do like (laughs) 20 years of that. If they wanted to do 20 year over their 20 year life. Mm -hmm. It kind of gave me the, the. Boba Fett. Let's just mm. throw in the Mandalorian mid midway through and just let them yeah. just take over the show. Damn. Except, Except it, the Boba Fett show sucked. The yeah, Man- Boba those, Fett was so yeah. Bad. Those two Mandalorian episodes Boba were Fett. phenomenal, though. I mean, right. that was it. I mean, but that, hopefully it doesn't play out exactly like that for The Last of Us. Yeah. Hopefully the rest of the show can maintain that vibe. Yep. Now we brought up the White Lotus a minute ago. Hmm. I definitely think you guys should watch that. I, I haven't seen it. I've heard season two is really good. It's from what I've heard. I haven't seen season two we yet. W- no, so here's the that's thing. Oh, when I watched it, I was probably on season two that I watched. So that's why it didn't really make a whole <laughs> lot of sense to me. But this See, would be one I think we should get the girls in on because they oh yeah? they've been know a little bit more about this. I feel like I tried to I tried to get Taylor to watch White Lotus, but she wouldn't do it. Yeah, she, Caitlin was the one that was watching White Lotus that I just was like happened to watch, and I just I straight up was like I, I'm not getting into this. I straight up left the room and played video games. It's only like six episodes mm, in a sure. season, so I mean it's you know probably about five and a half hours. It's a pretty easy watch though. It really is. I would and give it. I do want to give it a try. I thought about watching it a couple times. The um, music and the la- and it's like the certain type of tension that's in that show is just like, this is overly dramatic. It's one of the most, if not the most, dramatic thing I've ever seen on TV in my entire life. Makes sense. Every every step of the way. Every step. I mean, it's. I want. I want to give it a try. HBO Max is on fire. Yeah, these are yeah. both HBO. We're talking about like I do want to watch Chernobyl HBO Max though. today. Oh, Chernobyl's great. I've seen Chern- that pop up. Chernobyl. Oh, it makes me almost sick to my stomach. If anybody's never seen it, it's it's a tough watch. It really is. I don't really want to watch it ever again. It's really good, but like it made me just like it made me not want to watch it again. It's how like depressing some stuff it is. is. So good, it leaves such an impression. Yeah. It's like when you read a good book, you don't need the, you don't need to experience that again. Yeah, it's I mean, once, yeah, yeah. I don't need to watch that again. I remember what happened. It's like it's so it was a dark. smile for me. <laughs> a smile. Uh, see, I hope we feel that way about another kind of similar to Chernobyl, but Oppenheimer coming out yeah, later this year. I can't wait. Uh, I th- you know I, how we feel about Nolan. Yeah, well, we're big and the cast, the cast is just going to be insane. I mean, it's going to be so good. One day we're going to have to rename this podcast to the, the Detroit Lions and Christopher Nolan podcast. <laughs> pretty much. Yes, hey, sir. hey, I'm fine don't forget that. about him. The Mac Hollins show. The Mac oh. Hollins show. We'll make that the nonsense episode. Yeah. The Mac Hollins episode. <laughs> but I mean, the one hit is, wonders. And Oppenheimer, didn't they come out and say they didn't even use like special effects for some of the explosions and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like they literally simulated. 
a nuclear explosion without using special effects. How does that even happen? Because Christopher Nolan's involved. Tenet was unbelievable. The fact that Tenet lost money and uh, he's still able to get a budget he was for Oppenheimer yeah. says a lot about director staying power. There's no no director on the face of the earth right now besides him and you know I wouldn't even say David Fincher. Yeah, David Fincher. He's been a while. It's I been mean, a while, hasn't he? It? Make he makes stuff, sure. But the thing is about like a Tarantino or a uh, a Nolan is they usually are the ones either co-writing or completely writing a script. Right. David Fincher is like. That's a cool book, Fight Club. Seven. Oh, I love Girl. <laughs> I love Fincher. The like he, Facebook story. Every one. Uh, social network. Oh. Yes. But he he has a he's probably my second favorite director of the last he's like great. thirty years. I love but you're the, right. Like, what's the last thing he's done? Was Gone Girl, mm-hmm. right? Mind Mind Hunter, which is re- oh, also well, great. Mind Hunter's he's really doing good a lot show, of the yeah. Netflix stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love David Fincher. I but do too. And Tarantino said it best. He doesn't have his own voice. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, and that's why we remember. The Nolan movies more yeah. is because you definitely could tell when you're watching a Christopher it's Nolan dark. movie. Yep. It, it doesn't even, it could be dark. The exposition is going to be, there's going to be music playing yeah. loud behind it. You it's know really you're going to get the tropes. Yeah, the scores and the, almost every one of his movies has a twist at the end that you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. And you go all the way back to Memento. You have the, I watched The Dark Knight last night. Just, oh yeah. I was laying you on the to couch. sometimes. Yeah, man. I turn it on and I'm like 35 minutes in and I'm like, damn, Can't I haven't stop. even thought about going to sleep. Yeah. It's way too late for the this. prestige. <laughs> yep. I watched oh, yeah, the, prestige the prestige once, once a year Prestige was uh-huh. wild. and inception once a year and interstellar once like mm-hmm. it's just so many. We could, we could talk about that forever. What about, I think his, one of his most underrated movies is Dunkirk. I watched yeah, Dunkirk we, once a year. We rewatched it. I didn't love it the first time I watched it. I think we talked about that, but yeah, rewatching it again and actually appreciating the interwovenness of the three stories that all play out at the yes. same time. That's what like rewatching it the second time. I was like, okay, I get it mm-hmm. now. Cause the first time I was like, this is kind of boring. They're just stuck on a beach. And just like, and just like tenant, it's almost like when so much is going on for yeah. the first time and you know, you're going in for an experience like right. a Christopher Nolan movie. You're just, you're taking a seat back and your eyes are like peeled back. You just yeah. want to, you don't want to miss anything. No, you're right. The second time knowing what's going to happen. That's a good point. Like you, some of those, it's better the second watch. Cause yeah. you're like, Oh, like memento <laughs> Memento's better. Like Way the better. fourth or fifth watch. Cause yep. it takes that long to understand what's mm-hmm. actually going on. Inception was what started for me is like a, a B plus and probably about, what is it? 150 times now that I've watched Inception. <laughs> so good. It's an A plus so times good. a thousand. I Actually, I've not seen Inception in so long. It's so good. really. I it's got. I have to watch it like every couple of years. At I put least. it on every couple of weeks, man. man I feel it's just in the it's background. that like it's that good. Yeah, the score unbelievable. Mm, the that's that is the big part of it. You know, Mr. Burger King himself, Hans yes, Zimmer, sir. same guy made the music for that. Yeah. That's that's the most mind blowing stat. When, and Lion when, King. When I found out that Hans Zimmer literally did the score for the burger king commercial yep. mm-hmm. it blew my mind it's like man and then you wonder why it's such a exactly. it's not even a meme it's like respected it's oh like, my god and the only time it was a meme was and god bless his <laughs> god, well i almost said god bless his soul god bless him demar hamlin oh <laughs> uh, man meme status but yeah no it's it's oh. an award-winning uh jingle now yeah it literally uh, won awards for uh, like jingles of the year it was, it was it, beautiful that's, are you surprised no, you can't be surprised. He doesn't miss, though. That's <laughs> a guy that doesn't and miss. Did you hear, like, the whole fact about that? Was the whole the whole thing was that they were going to – I forget what the number they were going to pay him. And he said no. Instead, I think he got – I can't remember the exact numbers. It was like 4% – 
of Stake the shares. The yes, of the shares of sales this from man here. Literally on. robbed them blind. And but did create, he? Like, but he did, did he? He did because that probably took. He literally went in the studio, said "whopper whopper," and literally wrote that in a minute. Whopper but whopper whopper whopper. He did that, but guess what? How he many more that. sales they got? He's him. Probably twenty five percent more sales. He's exactly. Him. I'm not so saying he robbed him. them, but he did. He may have robbed him <laughs> on paper, but same time for the sales that he brings in. The fact yeah. Burger King is not known. To my opinion, is the best food. You know, obviously the Whopper. It's a good sandwich. Every now and again, I crave one. But yeah, overall, it's, it's do I? If food. I was to choose where to go eat, Burger King is not even in my top ten. No, as I've far thought, as fast food, I have thought about it more. Yes, way that's more. The point. Yes. That's commercial. the point. I don't yeah. think it's good, or I ever think about it. But I have thought about it more since then. Yeah, and that's all that mattered is yeah, getting, organic growth. getting reputation for their name. And the fact is, it's such a catchy jingle. They're getting free advertisement for all the people on TikTok. Yeah, uh, it's just speaking of speaking amazing. of Hans Zimmer's and scores, they do live showings of like the movie with an ensemble, and like so it'll play you watching the movie on this giant screen like in a theater, and then literally Hans Zimmer is directing a live ensemble like mm. on the stage level. Those are the How unbelievable! Like, would it be to go see an Interstellar or an Inception? Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be like seeing them. a play, except you know, of course, you're just watching a silver screen. Inter- Interstellar would be awesome because don't they use like the pipe organ thing mm. for that too? And that movie's long. Yeah, it is. It's really movie. long, and it's, it sounds similar like when you go and see like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or, I mean, back in the day, people used to play movies while they had the play going on right yeah. in front of it. Yeah, so, I mean, they've done yeah. Lord of the Rings. They've done, like, four-hour Lord of the Rings one with the full ensemble, too. That's incredible. Yeah. Imagine going and seeing Return of the King like yeah. that. God Almighty. I, th- I would probably cry, to be honest. Yeah, that'd be a lot. That'd be a lot of endings <laughs> going on, too. That movie's got, what, 15 different endings? Wow. I think it's just like The Matrix. The Matrix yeah. 3 was the, one of the longest movies I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But... I think we're going to go ahead and start trying to explain. So in the future, we're going to try to do two episodes a week still. That's the, that's the goal. Two episodes a week. We need to be better about posting and letting you guys know when these are coming out. But what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to have to talk about a lot more basketball now. I'll tell you that. I'm not mad about it. thing is, the I NBA, like and we're going to get to that one here probably on a you know, very soon episode. There's a lot of stuff that just happened in the, in the NBA. And, yeah, we're close to midseason. But you know what? I don't know that many people that truly invest their time into the regular season of NBA. And I'm sure, you know, don't come at us for this or come at me. I really should say, but please go at Sandy, (laughs) but I love the NBA regular season is tough because it is 80 games or 82 games, you know? So there's a lot to keep up with. The trade deadline is very much so like in a lot of ways with the football, there's a lot of news that comes up and especially this year, which we'll touch on that. You know, there's a lot of big moves. It feels like after the all-star break, the NBA's ratings go up significantly. And it's definitely got nothing else. And the Super Bowl is coming up in two days. And once Super Bowl is over, my focus is all the way to basketball, college basketball, NBA. I like the regular season. I like, especially now that you have the play and stuff going on, Mm. seeing how that seating is going to work out, especially and God, I hate to say it, we're going to end up talking about it since the Lakers and LeBron getting all these moves that they made, and are they going to end up being? You know, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I There's, mean, I I like college hoops too. We can definitely sprinkle some of that in. Just hoops yes. in general, we'll we'll start working on a little bit more. I do think, like you said, Super Bowl's over. I immediately switch to draft mode. I want to know draft stuff, but we that, mm. we have a while till we get combine like and stuff. That. So we'll yes. do like the big ones, the combines, the draft, and sprinkled in between. Yeah. But the thing is, that's why they call us the ball bros because we're yeah. not just the football Versatile. bros. We're not just the basketball bros. We're the ball bros. Every bro, every brawl, and every bro, and every disc, and anything else. In We've in already talked about obscure sports. We're here for it all. Oh, that's right. And the nonsense. And we'll see you guys again soon.